General! General Bryn! Yes, Captain. I came as fast as I could! Captain Jenny, reporting for duty. I, I, I have the missive. I have the documents that you asked me for. Good, good. Hand them over. Hand them over. Yes, here they are. Here, here are our notes uh, on the on the Horkbazir Chronicles by K. A. Applegate. This is, you know what? This is, Captain. This is too long. Just explain it to me. Just give me the bare details. Go, spit it out. Uh, there's war, and and then there's also racism, sir. Ma'am, sir, ma'am. Very good. You've done it. You've broken down the hork Chronicles to its bare essentials. Very good, Captain. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, now General. Get out Thank of my you. Sight. Okay. And see, that was our recreation of what we think a war is like. <laughs> yep. Specifically, this war that we're going to be talking about today, because it's um, mm. the whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. thing. And a Bajir thing. Bajor. Very funny. Very funny. Do you think Bajir... Do you think Hork Bajir are based on the Bajorans? 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 However they fucking say it? No, I kind of thought that they were more similar to the Jem'Hadar. I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're... Well, they're both scaly, right? Yeah, they're both scaly and... The Jem'Hadar were are like a created species. I'm giving spoilers now. Um, oh right, <laughs> getting into spoiler territory. But yeah, they're both like not super. I don't know. Intelligent. We'll go with that, so I don't like spoil I, everything. Oh, yeah, there. I have thoughts. Um, I do too, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Before we get into thoughts, everybody. hi, everyone. Jenny and I have thoughts. It's finally happened. It's finally happened. Our brains are finally woken up from stasis. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Animorphs Book Club. Uh, this is a book club and podcast where uh, General Bryn and Captain Jenny uh, <laughs> read all the Animorphs books and talk about them in uh, maybe a bit too much detail. <laughs> excruciating detail as i'm sure excruciating detail i think we have the record for the longest animorphs podcast so shout out to us shout out to us i mean that departure episode was long um, oh yeah it was our I, that might be our longest one but uh knock on wood i don't know uh anyway today is a very special special because it's a three-part special <laughs> smooth jenny that was really good that was good that was good Good job. Uh, today we are going to be reading and discussing the Hork-Bajir Chronicles, which is the second of the chronicle sort of stories. Like there's, we already read through the Andalite Chronicles, and now we're reading okay. the Hork-Bajir Chronicles. I don't know whether Visser counts as a Chronicles, because it's not like the Yerk Chronicles, but then True. there's also the Elemist Chronicles. I would, I would count Visser as a Chronicle, but then again, we haven't read it yet, so I really can't be sure. The uh, more we say chronicle, the more it doesn't sound like a word. Chronicles. <laughs> chronicles. Chronicles. That's my favorite ancient Greek philosopher, Chronicles. Chronicles. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, well, uh, and, and these we will be doing this week a uh, three-part special, just like we did with the Andalite Chronicles, uh, because this book has a lot of content in it there's, that we're going yeah, to be discussing. A lot to talk about that we simply just can't get through in in one episode. Unless you want to listen to like a six hour episode, which I highly doubt. Um, I don't 
think they want that. I don't think the people want that. I don't think the people would want that. Um, Yeah, we are actually both really looking forward to this uh, series. Yes. Every time the Horpajur get mentioned in the regular series, we're always like, oh, just wait till the Horpajur Chronicles. Things, questions will be answered. Genocide will happen. Um, You know, so we're both... excited and interested in this book um yes should we just get into it should we just yeah let's start with this cover now i want to say last uh uh, every time we've seen this cover we thought this uh purpley andalite we thought that was aleron turns out it's not it's not it's someone else who we will meet shortly shortly yeah um Every once in a while, I when I was reading this book, I would like scroll back up to look at the cover and just like stare at the sand huh. light and be like, "Huh, okay, yeah, sure, <laughs> purple, okay." I don't sure. like the, I don't like the eye stalks on this and light. They make me uncomfortable. I like them, but they're like so noodle. They're like wobbly, like little noodles. I don't like her her imaginary eyebrow being raised. She looks. Oh like yeah, she's. she's yeah, doing a they're challenge. doing the uh, the um, the DreamWorks eyebrow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> she's giving us a DreamWorks face. We might have oh. spoiled a little bit a big twist about this character. Oopsie. Well, it's not so much a big twist as it is unexpected. Uh, and then we've got uh, the Hork Pajir that is in this book. Uh, the big, the important one. Who's looking very intense. Yes. Um, I thought they... Okay, continuing in the grand tradition of me thinking that all these aliens look like Pokemon, uh, Hork-Bajir in my head looked like Tyrant, if you know what that looks... Which is it's very... It's a, a runty Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's a, it's a little kind of squished Tyrannosaurus Rex, but with a bunch of blades on its arms. I, I play too much Pokemon, you guys. I really like Maybe. Pokemon. I'm looking up a picture of a tyrant. Okay. Okay, tyrant. I could see it. I could see it. But I guess wow. they're fucking That's huge. Cute. That's a cute Pokemon. I um, know. Isn't Tyrant so fun? And 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 the and the Pokemon it evolves into, I guess, is also a Horkbajir in my head, but mostly Tyrant is what it looks like. But That's scarier and meaner looking. I always imagine them like I don't know, like a with how do I how do I explain this? How do I explain what's in my head? Like they have Words. like a lizard head, like it's just like a normal human-esque body that has some rooster feet and with like a lizard head, but instead of instead of uh they have like uh herbivores teeth, so molars, all that good stuff. Uh. Uh, like flat teeth instead of right, like, a beak like a or whatever that they have here, whatever this mess is. Um, yeah, I don't know how to explain that's, it. That's that's horrifying, Bryn. That's like a Silent Hill monster. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. I will say though, I do like how this particular Hork uh, Pajir, uh, who does get a name very shortly, uh, jacked. Absolutely. Must continue with the trend of all of the characters on the Chronicles being fucking yoked. Also, so is this Andalite. She's pretty jacked. Yeah, that, she's also she's pretty jacked. She's pretty pretty muscular. Yeah. Why does this Hork Bajir have a defined close-packed neck? 
Like <laughs> I don't know. He's an alien. <laughs> She's got a very defined collarbone. Mm-hmm. I'm very jealous. Same. Um, why is she purple? That's my question. Is it just they, the lighting? Not, not, not all Andalites are blue. They're probably all of the cool colors, except for maybe green. Some of them might be like blue green. I like that that Ooh. she's purple. I like that it gives her a bit more difference in terms of distinction. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like that, that we're getting like more diverse andalite, bo- andalite bodies. <laughs> I like the idea that they're all like a gradient of of blue to purple. Um, I can't imagine like a red andalite that just doesn't compute in my mind. Um, Maybe like a, a a a reddish purple, like a purple that's just on the cusp of like pink, sort of red. Like maybe Alorin's that color because he's bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because on the visitor cover, he's like a gunmetal blue, and they they describe that. Oh, Elfanger oh, describes him that way. Do you remember? Never mind. I also one thing I like, but also makes me uncomfortable is that. The Andalite's eyes on this cover, she'll, like, follow you around the room. I have this cover oh, up on my right. desktop. She oh, follows you're you. Right. She's staring you down. Which I, as I an artist, like that. I can appreciate how hard that is to do, but also, like, it's making me a little uncomfortable. So maybe I we should hate, <laughs> I hate, hate, hate her nose. That is pretty disgusting. It's like a walnut. It's like half a walnut just on her face. I um, don't like it. Oh, uh, what? How many sporks are we rating this cover, though? I mean, because it's very different. Because all the Chronicles covers are super mm-hmm. different than the main series, but they're they're a little bit. I think they're kind of like what how we were talking about earlier, with how um they're one of um. Oh my God, what's his name? He he saw the covers. David. David Mattingly. <laughs> David Mattingly. Oh my God, I was thinking of a different David. Um, uh, David, not that David. <laughs> A different David. <laughs> Not the evil one. Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking, uh, we were talking about how David Mattingly, obviously, like, one of his influences is, like, uh, 70s and 80s sci-fi covers. And I really like how all of the Chronicles, like, covers sort of, like, reflect that more than the uh, main series books. I think that's really cool. And, and this sure. one, I think that uh, the Andalite Chronicles one is better. But this one's pretty cool. I'm trying to remember the Analyte Chronicles one. It's Elfie on like a like a plane and an alien land and he's also yoked even though he's like 14. Oh right, 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 right. I'm looking at it now. Oh yeah, why is he so yoked? We discussed (laughs) that. We discussed that. We don't know why. (laughs) Oh right, we had a whole discussion about this. I'm gonna, I'll let it drop. Analytes are like Um, thin and like and like Flimsy. delicate, their arms they're don't like deers. Work. Yeah, they can't I lift mean, super good. They I don't like even the, lift, bro. They don't even lift, bro. I like the asparagus plants on that alien planet on the Andalite Chronicles. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I agree. The Andalite Chronicles cover is better, um, but this one is still fresh and funky. It's funky. Yeah, fresh. I'll give it like a four. I'll give it a four out of five. Okay, I like it. In, I'm gonna give it like a three point eight. Out of five sporks. What is these decimals that we're doing? Like a point five, I understand, but a point eight, you have to commit somewhere. <laughs> Fine, I give it a four out of five sporks. Will Beautiful. that make you happy? 
It will. I'm very happy. So, without further ado, let us and get into the plot. Let's get there's into it. There's a lot of ado. Let's get into the Hork-Bajir Chronicles. Woo! We start with Tobias. It's a prologue. It's prologue. I, I opened this book and I immediately texted Jenny. I was like, what is Tobias doing in this book? I, Jenny I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, wait. I opened it, opened my notifications. I was like, what is he doing here? What's the, what's the deal? He's here though. I, he's here. Uh, it's a prologue and he's flying towards the secret hidden valley. Not the ranch. Uh, <laughs> that, that the element. Did hidden valley ranch exist when this was written? Because if so. Oh, yeah, I don't <laughs> just know. Just it out. I don't know. Uh, but he's going to the, the secret valley that the Elemist showed him. Um, and he's kind of like, he's still mad about the hork or about the the elemist as as is the correct response as he has every right to be he's like oh yeah uh i played a small part in uh, in the elemist's plan to create a free colony of hork bajir not that the elemist interferes in the lives of other species so he claims right sassy tobias is best tobias that's all i have to say yes that's that's true um but he's watching all of these uh, he's flying through the valley and he sees there's a bunch of young free hork bajir children babies dinosaurs there's just one. Oh, and he's no yeah there is just one <laughs> but um uh he's uh been seeing like there's a, a bunch of more Hork-Bajir, because apparently Jarahami and Ket-Halpak, who are the two Hork-Bajir Tobias helped to free a couple books back, uh, they've been uh, uh, freedom fighting and, like, getting more of their people out of the clutches of the, of the years. Which is pretty busy. based. It's pretty based. Pretty, and we heard nothing pretty about blue-pilled it. Pretty blue-pilled and pretty pogs. <laughs> It's pretty poggers, bro. It's pretty um, poggers. <laughs> but we've <laughs> nobody's mentioned that like there's been a hork bajir, I don't know what you would call it, insurgency, like to free mm. more of their people this entire time that the kids have been dealing with David. Apparently the Hork Bajir had been rebelling, which is fantastic. Um, but we only now are knowing. Like, when did this happen? Like books and books ago? Anyway, I'm bitter. Yeah. But they are, he's he's checking in with the hork and they're done with their work for today. So they're all kind of like meeting up by the fire. And Tobias is like, hork are simple creatures. Uh, they think that I liberated them. They're not exactly the genius of the, the galaxy, I suppose. Talking to Jarahami can be like talking to a four-year-old. This begins the trend in this book of people being really racist to the hork They're just so <laughs> like a lot. horrible to them. <laughs> It's like a just, lot. Yeah. In almost every way from every direction. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um but they're meeting by the fire, all of these free hork bajir, and, and they're like a um an oral tradition society. Like they tell stories to each other. And and they're like, what story should we tell? Should we tell the story of Mother Sky, the story of the Jabba Jabba? And 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 Jarahami like looks at Tobias and is like I will tell you the story of the Yerks and the Andalites and the story of war. <laughs> um, it got real cool. intense real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jara. Um, I love Jeremy. After this book, I'm like, okay. 
He's so, so cool. He's based. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how many times are we gonna use the word based in this episode, Jenny? Don't you can never stop me. I'm a gamer <laughs> through and through. <laughs> okay. I, I stream on Twitch. I don't. I don't stream on Twitch. Based is the opposite of cringe. This, the disappointed silence. I have several anyway. questions. I have so many questions, but uh, let's just move on. Let's okay. just—I I, I don't understand in the slightest. But let's just let's That's just keep okay. Going. So Jarhami starts to explain to Tobias that his father, father, so his grandfather was a seer uh, who was different. Uh, not like the other hork not like Jarhami and Ket Hopak, like Tobias, seeing far, knowing much. Uh, uh, he learns the story of the Andalites and the Yerks, and he gives the story to my father, and then Jarahami's father gives the story to me. And then Tobias is like, tell me! Uh, and, and, and Tobias is expecting, like, Jarhami to be like, Yerks come, bad, fighting, Yerks win, we lose. Okay, buddy. Um, but Jaros Hami starts rocking back and forth, and like a uh, uh, he a starts trance. a trance, and he's telling this story, but he's telling it in his like Horkbajir, like a mix of Horkbajir and English, and other languages. But as he is saying these words that Tobias, with his brain, can't understand. Tobias begins to understand, and he can see, like, he can hear the original words as spoken by his father, and he can sort of see the actual story playing out. And he can see uh, and hear about an Andalite female named Aldrea, a Yerk named Esplin, and a hork seer, Dakhami. And then he is suddenly far away, and this is where the story begins proper. Can I just say, like, like already the Horkbajir are showing everyone who doubts them that they're not stupid. Like, I immediately <laughs> thought that. I was like, because Tobias is like, oh, yeah, the, the Horkbajir are like, they're a simple people. They're like, they're dumb. But like, immediately we're being shown that the Horkbajir are perhaps the most spiritually, maybe not with technology, but like spiritually the most advanced species, in my opinion. No, absolutely. This is like a huge, this is a huge theme throughout the books that everybody keeps doubting Hork-Bajir intelligence when, when, uh, I'll save my thoughts for the end, but I just, I have so many feelings. <laughs> I have so many feelings. Interesting. I, I cannot have, believe that you're pulling at me again. I am. It's I love like it. We, it's so it's funny. Like we, we totally switched this episode. All of the things that you do that annoy me, like withholding your thoughts, I'm doing that now. Because I don't want to spoil no, Do you understand why I do it? I do. I do. Because I don't want to spoil anything uh. now. But it's also very frustrating because I really want to say all the things. Shut yeah. Up. <laughs> but we have chapter one with a, uh, an Andalite named Aldrea who explains to us the Andalite year is 8561.2. The Yerk date is Generation 685 mid-cycle. The Hork-Bajir date is early warm. But the Earth date is 1966? I read that. That fucking threw me for a loop. Right? (laughs) 
was like, that does not seem right. <laughs> does not seem because I was, I was under the impression, and this is something we will uh, also, I guess, it will be discussed later. I was under the impression that all of this stuff that happened to these people happened uh, ages ago. <laughs> But we learned that all of these conflicts, like the conflict between the Yerks and the Andalites, the conflict between everyone in the Hork-Bajir, like all of these conflicts happened super fucking recently, which right. I, I, I thought I, I didn't like it at first because I was like, oh, this makes the universe a lot smaller. But then I thought about it more and I was like, actually, no, it makes everyone in this situation looks 10 times worse because they're all fucking petty and trying to treat this conflict like it's something much more like like deep and 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 crazy historical than it actually is right and i loved that then i got the impression throughout these books especially in axe's book where he's like oh zero's kindness it's our generational great shame all of this stuff like it, it made it it I don't know. They gave the impression that all of this happened at least like I don't know a thousand years ago. Like it's 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 ancient history that they're paying for now. And it's like you've been losing the word of the years for like what forty years? Like not even. I mean, come Seriously. on. Seriously, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like you've had thousands of years of development, and the years are kicking your ass. It's been forty years. Like, homie, come on, guys. Um, seriously, guys, guys, get it together. But, yeah, guys, yeah, guys. This threw, it is this um, threw me for a loop. For a yeah, second. it's crazy. Like I saw it. I read 19, oh, 1966. 1966. Because <laughs> it, it does. It also makes the year the the, the Andalites a lot more like people. Yeah. Like a lot more like humans, because we have conflicts that we're still living with that originated 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like we're still living with that context and that history. But I don't I mean, I think some people try to make these things out like they're hundreds of years old conflicts, but they're really not. They're modern. Even in the it also throws a different light on the on the Andalite Chronicles, because when we were in the Andalite Chronicles, um, like the whole thing was like hunting down I don't know Yerks fighting this war it was it was intense and it was like what was what was the earth date like 1972 or something it was like it was like the 70s (laughs) yeah it was like early mid 70s which is hilarious um I don't know. Yeah. It makes everyone in this situation look 10 times worse. And I love it. It's pretty good. I love it, gal. I love, I love it. Speaking of a gal. Um, speaking of a gal, we have uh, the first, the first female Andalite that we've seen, Aldrea Iskilion Fallon. Now there's a girl boss. Oh my God. You, you listeners have no idea just how much of a girl boss she is. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, but she... <laughs> she. This is technically in the past. And she's like, my na- I, right now I'm just a female analyte. My name has not yet become a curse. I've not yet become the Aldrea. But I'm about this- to... <laughs> okay, I read this and I was like... I've never heard of you. 
seriously. Has she ever mentioned ever in this series no. before this? Okay. because no, she's, she's like, not then. I became the Aldria. I became infinite. I mean, I mean, infamous, like, like a traitor to my people. And I was like, homie, I've never heard of you. Like, maybe calm you? down a bit. <laughs> who are you? I'm sorry, who are you? It's like, it's like, that's my favorite. It's like, oh, it's like, it's like Star-Lord. <laughs> Like I am Star Lord, and the guy's like, "Who? Huh? What? Huh? What? Huh? Yeah, I don't know you." Same energy. Same energy. Uh, same energy. But she's about to, I guess, become the Aldrea, because guess who has showed up very angry as usual to yell at Aldrea's father? It's Alaran Semeter Karaz! Yay! One of the only times he's actually in this book. Yeah! Well, we have thoughts about it. that too! Yeah. But he is bitter and he is talking to Aldria's father, who is Prince Ciro of the epid uh, 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 of the eponymous Ciro's kindness. And uh Alaran is showing him some video feed, uh, uh, some video evidence of what happened very shortly after the Ciro's kindness happened. Incident. What happened, the incident, uh, was what happened, uh, uh, was, um, some Yerks, uh, found some shredders, some Andalite shredders, and, uh, like, attempt, uh, they, they did a coup. And they, they uh, they did some some mutiny and um shot the andalites on guard and um they boop 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 uh get on the ship and steal the ship and everyone is shocked and surprised except for Alaron yeah cuz Ciro is uh, not taking this well because he's like they gave me their word. They gave me their word, and then <laughs> Alaran is like, "You fucking uh-huh. idiot! <laughs> like they're parasites. You can't trust a damn thing they said." And now they've stolen a bunch of of ships. They've butchered my people, and it's obvious that, like, Alaron, and this is very important, he's taking a lot of this very personally. Like, the deaths of his men, he's taking it mondo personally, which is a reoccurring mm-hmm. theme in this book. Um, That's very true. And, and he's, uh, he's like, those were my men, and they were butchered. I showed you the gentlest of the pictures. I can show you worse. And uh, um, Aldrea is like... Oh, this is not good. This is not good at all. My father is going to be blamed, and I am gonna get fucked. Like, <laughs> this is not good. Um, but they've the Yerks have escaped into zero space, and uh, the the orbital sensors has shown that they've uh, they landed on the far side of the planet, uh, loaded up a bunch of Yerks onto a Yerk pool, like a portable Yerk pool, and. Get out of there. And um They got out of Dodge. Alaron, they got out of they got the fuck out of Dodge. And Alaron calls Ciro a fool, which is a big no-no because Ciro is a prince and Alaron is merely a, a warrior. He's defying the cast. Goop! 
which we see, which is also a big theme in this book. Oh yes, 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 yes. Doing ever whatever you want. Um, but he, uh, uh, Alaron starts basically like saying, like, you have unleashed parasites upon this galaxy. Like, uh, 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 there will become a plague. They're going to infest all of these uh, races and turn them into shock troops. Prince Ciro, I am relieving you of duty because of mental defect. And Alaron, and Ciro's like, what mental defect? And Alaron is like, stupidity. I laughed out loud. I really shouldn't have, but I thought that was really funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it was good. But Alaron gives the name of Ciro's kindness. Uh, uh, to Ciro's action. He's like, how many more will die before we can bring this contagion under control? How many will die for Ciro's kindness? And uh, Aldria is like, I can't do this. She runs out into the... She's actually... They're on the, the Yerk home planet right now. And she, like, rushes out into the, uh, you know ground and she she's having a bad time and she's like i can't be out here because of the ass oh by the way the acid rain <laughs> is sure. about to happen um i mean is it any wonder why the andalite why the yerks like ended up evolving into parasites there's fucking acid rain on their planet right this is a hell planet i mean this is a hell planet for bastard people <laughs> that's what they became yes <laughs> indeed and it's, but aldrea and- is like uh, uh, I had never liked this planet. I had never liked the Yerks, and now they had destroyed my father's dreams. Ciro's kindness, my father's love of peace, had released the evil of war on an unprepared galaxy. I think it's, I mean, it's pretty safe to say she carries this uh, attitude with her for the rest of her life. <laughs> she takes this only slightly personally. Especially this book. Yes. But, cut to 1968. Two years later. <laughs> this is like four years before the Andalite Chronicles. Mm, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but she's... Uh, Aldrea is like, I am the daughter of Prince Ciro, but my friends tease me and they call me Ciro's unkindness. And then she's like, <laughs> unironic, unironically, she's like, I- you see, I'm not like most females. I'm not content. I'm not like other girls moment. (laughs) She literally is an I'm not like other girls girl. Like, she's literally a pick me girl. She's like, (laughs) I'm not content. Just. (laughs) I'm not content to stay within the sciences and the arts, the traditional female occupation. I want to be a warrior. I want to fight the Yerks. Okay, buddy. Okay, queen. Just maybe like calm down a little bit. It's really weird, like, she's kind of a warmonger. She's intense. Like, she's kind of, she's like, she's more like Alaron than, I think she's more intense than Elfie was, if I can recall. Oh, for sure. Like, Elfie had doubts. Like. Yeah. Elfie was a gifted warrior because he, like, and was, but just, just because he was by nature, but he didn't take any enjoyment out of it and it's not necessarily what he wanted to do he was like i got drafted in the military so here i am i guess um and he chose to leave the war she chooses to basically instigate a war i mean not to spoil anything which is apparently a thing i'm doing today um 
but yeah, they're incredibly different, <laughs> which is funny considering that she's the daughter of Ciro. She really is an unkindness. Um, she really is. That's true. And uh, she is throughout this entire book. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, she's just a little bit nasty the entire book, which is. Yeah. But we also, we, we learn a little bit about the um like physiology of Yerks, which is that apparently female or er, andalites not yerks that's for later that's for later uh, andalites uh females are physically different than their male counterparts i was gonna say inferior but that's not true They're just there's just different. a little bit of sexual dimorphism happening. yes um but they they have like smaller tail blades and they're a little bit smaller in general but they're faster and they have a better talent at morphing, which we also learn is a very recent invention. Right. She mentioned, where did she mention this? That she had just... Literally, right the here. The morphing technology had just been invented. It was still unstable. The way that Axe goes on about it, it makes it sound like some ancient Andalite tradition. Like, it's super important to their culture. Like, it was invented in 1968, homie. Like, come on. I... Seriously. <laughs> like, it's really funny. <laughs> like, yeah, it I makes mean, maybe, the context of everything so much funnier. Maybe years are different. Like, for the Andalites, maybe this is longer. But, like, for us humans reading so. it, I think it's it's intentionally supposed to be like, oh, wow, this is recent? Okay. Yeah, I think their years are longer because doesn't Axe mention in one of his books that he's been on Earth for seven Andalite years and it's been like eight months? N no, he said seven uh, 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 Earth months, I think. I, I'm, oh. I misread it as seven Andalite years. I mean, maybe I could be wrong. It's been a while since we read. What was that? I don't remember. It was the really long one. Not the other really long one. It was <laughs> the one um, where everything happened. <laughs> Look, we've done how many books have we done? Like thirty books. Twenty two point five. Thank you. Not including the specials. Um they're all blending together in my mind. Anyway, it was a long <laughs> one. I don't remember anything. Just move on. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But um they uh are going uh into orbit because oh uh, um Ciro has been completely and totally shamed by everyone in the Andalite society, and he can only do what job he can get, even though he's a prince. Sure. I mean, sure. yeah. I buy it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but he, they, are, they are going uh, into orbit above a planet that no one gives a fuck about. No one cares. Um, and uh, uh, the they they're sort of going into orbit, and they see it's like this huge, like this, like Aldra is having a bad time because she's like, it looks like a dead moon more than a living planet. It looks very cold and boring, but she's seeing like around the equator of the planet, there's these huge, like rifts, like cat, like uh, valleys, hidden valleys, if you will. You gotta stop. Hidden Valley Ranch, if you will. But, uh, 
she's so she's just looking at this planet in her room and like it's 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 really cool looking like it's very it's it's part of it's uh, uh, uh is mostly like dead and gray but on the walls of the valleys there's this like it's very vibrantly green and the floors of the valleys are like a poisonous eerie blue uh the their sensors can't even penetrate the blue mist um but they could see that it's glowing and uh uh, 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 her doorbell rings, like, in her room. <laughs> Ding dong. It's, uh, her brother, Barfin, who I always want to read as Barfin. <laughs> really I'm so glad I'm not the only one. I read that and I was like, Barfin? Barfin? <laughs> sure. <It's> Barfin. <laughs> Maybe okay. it's Barfin. I don't know. Um... We'll we'll say Barfin because that sounds better than Barfin. Barfin. I'm just gonna say bar- I, hey, we referred to Arbron as Fortnite throughout the entirety of that series. Very seriously. It got to a point when we weren't laughing after we would say Fortnite. We, like I remember uh, like part of my rant in the la- like, like my final like like rant in the last book was most of it is a blur. But I distinctly remember unironically calling Arbron Fortnite and not even thinking about it and not even laughing about it. We just call him Fortnite. So I'm going to call us do Barfin. It doesn't really matter. He doesn't last very long. Just saying. I, I mean, you're right. I hate it, but you're, you're, you're correct. Um, I, I forgot we called him Fortnite the entire time. We literally did call him Fortnite. Are we terrible? Are we game in Minecraft, bro? He plays Minecraft. <laughs> plays Roblox. <sighs> I just Where remember not really knowing what we were talking about the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I just remember um, being vaguely confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, Barfin is like, we'll be the only Andalites on this planet. And Audrey's like, we'll be okay. And uh, Barfin's like, yeah, I guess if this planet were dangerous, they would have sent Father. Got- Applegate, you've got to stop dropping these, like, immediately in, like, the first two chapters, because that's how we know these characters are going to die. She just can't help it. Wait, wait. You know what? She just can't help it. And you know what? Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> Good for her! But they, um... They head in for the, um... To land... <laughs> They head into land and they see that these trees that were uh, uh, sort of covering the valley are are huge. They're, They're huge. Big. That's right. They're huge. Huge. <laughs> the largest trees ever discovered on any planet. Her mother said. Her mom's a biologist, so she's having a great old time. Everyone oh, else yeah. was like, she was like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey is like, I guess she felt sorry for my father, but at the same time, this was paradise for her, so she didn't really care. All right, Queen. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, her her mom's great, even though she doesn't get a name. She never gets a name. That's right. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Um. But uh. Uh. They, they they're talking about the indigenous people of this planet, and they're like, oh yeah, they're pretty primitive they haven't you know developed any space flight or like he like tosses his invisible like hair like they haven't developed any like technology or whatever they're They're uh, a city building or road building species they're quite primitive according to you know the data from the robot probes their appearance can be fearsome but they're harmless gentle they they have not especially bright (laughs) 
no he's culture so to speak fucking, of. He's no so written language, racist. No music. They don't build much, if anything. They're they're a technology technologically the equivalent of a primordial civilization. So goddamn racist. So so racist. And it's like, did Ciro talk like this to the Yerks? Because if so, bitch. No wonder. No fucking (laughs) wonder. Also, just like looking at this paragraph, I'm now realizing that almost everything he says is proven to be untrue. Like seriously. Like. Uh, harmless, not necessarily gentle, not necessarily not especially bright, definitely not. They're very intelligent. No culture to speak of, that's laughable. That's literally the laughable, so laughable. No written language. I mean, like, they have pictures. Didn't Dakami, like, invent one? No music. They definitely have music. They don't build much. Actually, they they communicate with music. (sighs) Like, He's so fucking racist. Yeah, everything he says here is proven colonizer. It's so colonizer energy that he's bringing to the table right now is not is not it. Let's just say that the unprofessionalism far too much, far too much. Like when I mean, he's coming to this planet to study the nation native species with a ton of like pre-biases like that's not how you do it that's not how anything can be done you can't bring your own biases to the table when you're trying to communicate with a species that you know nothing about what the hell man i have fully no regrets about making the andalites british in my head no especially after this fucking book jesus christ (laughs) like this is like the most racism we've seen in these books explicitly yeah explicitly and it's like obviously wrong like so i feel like like that's intentional because it's he's obviously wrong every once in a while we get act saying something that's that we both go like "Ah!" but this is like a whole book of that just like a a whole book of andalite snobbery um which is funny because the yerks are like oh yeah zero he was the one good one and i'm like i mean he (laughs) I mean, like, by, I guess a by fucking standards, racist, sure. but by your standards and like, I I guess by, I mean, unlike the other Andalites, your Ciro, despite the fact that he's a fucking racist, he did like see that like, like these species have an have have a a right to, in his mind, advance by and- Andalite standards. But, like, also, <laughs> if this is the one good Andalite, fuck this entire race. That's racist. I don't, fuck all of the colonizers, man. Bullshit. <laughs> There's some bullshit up in here. What's that fine? You know? I have no idea what you're talking they're about. They're really far away, and they're like, it's some bullshit, you know? Nope. Okay. That's fine. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Oh, but, um... The uh, uh, they're like, oh yes, we're here to make contact with the people and make sure that the Yerks are not moving against these people. And Barfin is like, Haha, they would, they wouldn't be interested in this place, right? And then one of the like attendants on the ship is like, no, they wouldn't be. No one is interested in this place. 
that it's not true. We know it's not. And you know what's also fun is that we're only on chapter two. Yeah, seriously. And there's so many like things that are happening. <laughs> um, but they uh they they're like, what should we name this planet? And it's like, well, the people are called the Hork-Bajir. Let's name this planet Hork-Bajir. Inspired, incredible, enlightened, and beautiful. Uh, never beautiful, been seen before. Never, never been, been done before. before shit done before. on before. it. Vomit on it. Spit on it. <laughs> eat it. Vomit it again. <laughs> Just show stopping, like, amazing, incredible. <laughs> I really just love that they're like, oh, they're not very intelligent. And then these Andalites who are supposed to be the paragon of intelligence are like, what should we call this planet? Hork Majir Planet. That is what we'll call it. Like, <laughs> they give it a proper name. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like Earth is not called human. Right. I assume Andalite is not called like the Andalite home planet is not called Andalite. I mean, they only call it the Andalite home planet, so maybe. <laughs> They're just bad at naming things. Bitch, it might be. Uh, Anyway, we get uh, we cut to the others, the second character of these, uh, the second perspective character of these uh, of this book, which is Doc Hami, who is the uh, uh, obviously a relative of Jara Hami. Um, we learn exactly what relative he is, but it's his grandfather. Um, but he's like, I am hork but I'm different. I'm not like the others. Hey. I've known this since I was too small to strip any but the most tender bark. <laughs> what is, wait, what is his voice? He's, he's, I really hate I'm it. I'm not like other girls. I'm not like other hork My favorite food is pizza, and I never wear any makeup. Okay. <laughs> I, see, I see that with Aldria, but I don't see that with Dakami. I know. I just think it's different. funny that they that they both. It, yes, he is actually different. But I just think it's funny that they both start their chapters with going like, "I'm not like these fucking gross like other I'm, people." Like fuck up. I do think it's funny, but Aldria is so much worse. Yeah, Aldrius is different because she's like, I'm not like other girls because she's thinking like being female is bad. She's got the she's got the pick me attitude. But Dakami mm-hmm. is like, I'm not like other people, and it makes me feel isolated from my community. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like, I feel strangely alone because I'm because I don't have any like peers who are like minded like me. So he it's like it's the same thing but it's coming from a different place, which I think is the main difference between them. Um yeah. I see your point you though, think- but I also really hate your your pick me impression cuz it, like, it's giving me vibes. <laughs> it's making me oh, I'm, so sorry. I'm actually allergic to You're it. Allergic. I hate it <laughs> yeah. so much. Do you think that like do you think cuz a lot of this language that like Ja- uh, Doc Hummy uses like saying like I am different. I am literally built different. It sounded a lot like um like do you think it's a metaphor for like uh, uh neurodivergence, like specifically like like autism or ADHD? Because it sounds a lot like uh like um in medieval society like the idea mm-hmm. of like a changeling child yeah, being like, like my child is different. Your child, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking like it's it's if if that is the what's going on here it's really cool that they have this like character who's like a i guess somewhat i don't know maybe it's just personal but i sort of saw him as kind of um 
a, a metaphor for like neurodi- neurodivergence and him being as he shows us as he as he tells us uh, a, a, a a person who's going to show his people a new way i think that's really totally. cool yeah i was actually just he fucking rocks thing. by the way what'd you say a doc is awesome like he's that the best true. character in the book that's true that that's no cap i mean Aldra, i could take her or leave her but like i die for doc me i he's just so good i love him um so okay so so far we've got non-binary tobias which as far as i'm concerned is canon that's there's no disputing that this bird is transgender (laughs) this bird he has no he has not he's non-biny he has no binary (laughs) a bird who is a boy can actually just be something that's something that is so gender (laughs) got non-binary tobias uh uh, neurodivergent dakami that's right cassie's black that's true age everyone has trauma everyone has trauma um, we've got by Marco, even though somebody put up a bid for Pan Marco, which I can also see. Hmm. I feel like that's, I mean, I'm personally more attached to, to by Marco. Um, yeah, I see him as a bicon in, in my personal narrative. <laughs> I personally see Axe as, as in, as an ace icon, but like, then again, he's related to Elfanger, who, who like, I don't know who gave up his life to be with a human, so I'm not sure if that's going to be. I don't know, but I'm holding Everyone's on to a that. metaphor. <laughs> I'm holding on to that for as long as I can. Um, I love that energy. I, thank you. An energy. I can't. Banana energy. Banana energy. The banana tree. Banana tree. Let's move on. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Suffice it to say, Doc Hami is different. He is a seer. Which in in uh, uh, Hork culture is a person who is sent to show his people a new way of living, and a new a new a new thing. So they're not unintelligent Andalites. They literally have a person who shows them a new way. But okay, <laughs> but it's he does he. It is a little bit funny. He tries to explain to his friend Jagil like this is a this is you like because he drew. Jagil in it with a stick in the dirt, and he's like, "This is you," and Jagil's like, "That is not me. I am not on the on the ground in the dirt." <laughs> he tries. He's trying to explain the like, "Nesse un peep." Like, this is not a pipe. Is that right? I don't speak French. Like, this is not a pipe <laughs> to his friend, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. No, it is. It's. It is interesting. Um, I don't. Know. Especially since, like, if you read, I don't know, you were, we took the same anthropology class. Um, oh, yeah. Like, looking at, at different times, we had different feelings about the professor, but none of that really matters. Um, but do you remember the unit on, like, cave drawings and how um, art is really, yes. like, reflective of a consciousness and, like, the consciousness of a species trying to, like, make their mark? Like, that's what I see here in Doc Me. That he's trying to teach other people. So already we can yeah. see how different he is and how self-aware he is. Which, you know, you're right. I feel like that's a big sign of neurodivergency. Like, I feel like people who are neurodivergent are a lot more self-aware. But maybe that's just in my experience. Um, no, I same. Painfully so. Painfully so. <laughs> painfully so. And it's sometimes detrimental. But a lot of the times that's what I see. Um but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dakami though he uh, sees 
this spaceship coming from the mother sky and he's like what the fuck and he goes to like meet the people and he's like what the fuck <laughs> but he's not like scared word for word. which i still don't understand <laughs> but he's like i am dakami and and the guy's like hello primitive person he doesn't actually say that but he's like i am I prince mean, zero like- and he's like oh it's a voice in my head and he's like i am dakami hello and uh, um one of the creatures is like, oh, it's a juvenile. Uh, maybe like Aldrea or Barfin should speak to him. And uh, uh, Aldrea steps up to, to, steps up to bat. And she's like, I, hello, my name is Aldrea. Uh, we are Andalites. We would like to be your friends. <laughs> sure. Um, and Nothing he's like, could oh. be more untrue. Dakami's like, <laughs> no. Dakami's like, oh, this is what I was created for. This was what I had to understand so I could show my people the way. This is the way. <laughs> um, but he, he, uh, it's been a couple days, and he, uh, he, they, the, like, uh, they, they made a scoop. <laughs> like, they basically made, like, a fort. <laughs> Which is funny <laughs> to me. I love that their houses are just, like, a hole in the ground. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They make they make very a, they fragile. Make a blanket fort. They make a blanket fort. <laughs> they make a blanket fort. Um, but the they they need a bit more uh you know language from the from the Horkbazir to be able to to have the universal translators work. Um, and 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 um, uh, he so he and and uh, Aldria start chatting, and and he's like, tell me about this tree. And he's like, oh, uh, I can tell you about this tree. This is the stula tree. Uh, the bark below the lowest branch is too hard, hard to eat. The bark above the lowest branch, but before the misli is good. But harvesting it is bad. The bark helps the stula tree to grow new stula trees. Only the bark above the mislit tree may be taken. This is the truth given to, ab- given to us by the old one. By God. <laughs> okay, and even here we see that the orc are like legitimate biologists, if you want to go that far. like Yeah. I mean, there are reasons for that, but I, I mean, yeah. me, they know their plants. It would make sense. Um, yeah, like, like even like, like this doesn't. At least to me, it doesn't seem like, like oh, only Doc Hami would have been able to give this answer. Like, I think if you ask any older, like old enough Hork Bajir who has experience fucking cutting and eating bark, which they eat, they'd be able to go like, oh yeah, this is uh, that tree, and this is how it works, and all this kind of stuff. Like, they're not yeah, stupid. The way- the way he said that was like, uh, I guess like anybody would know that. Like this is common knowledge to him. Um mm. <laughs> 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 but, I'm um, only gonna be able to communicate my rage through <laughs> like just various grunting noises for the rest of this podcast. Yeah. But uh the one night Aldria starts tries to explain to Doc Hami what a planet is. Doc Hami, like he doesn't know what that is. And he's like, oh, yeah, those stars in the sky, those are the flowers from the mother sky. Like, they're just up there. And she's like, well, no, those are actually suns and, and planets. Like, they're just smaller because they're far away. Because, you know, you know that when things are far away, they're smaller. And Dakami's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my God, they're planets. <laughs> Whoa. Um, But uh, <laughs> he's like, 
I, I, I wanted to know more. This feeling was not new, but now I felt that this delicate stranger could help me. I could know so many things, so many things. On that day, the old Dakhami died. On that day, I truly became Dakhami the seer. So, then we cut to uh, uh, the third of our perspective V characters, which is S9466, who is a yilk. <laughs> and he comes from uh, no regular Yerkpool. You see, Esplin was has never visited the Yerk home planet. Like he's always been in a Yerkpool aboard a ship. He was born in a sterile titanium alloy tank beneath the warmth of a portable Candrona. It was all he knew, and he's never even you know yeah. All three of these characters really have a I'm not like other girls situation. Seriously? What the fuck is up with that? I don't know. Anyway, I also want to say I also want to say uh uh when I first read this part, I thought I I recognized the name Esplin and I thought it was um this character's brother whom we were talking about, but it is not. Oh. We learn who we learn pretty Actually, pretty gradually, at least for me, it was pretty gradually as to who this actually is. But I was under the I knew right away. I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was his brother, and I was very excited. <laughs> but no, it's, it's a, it was a good thought. But just Visitor Three shows up in everything. So yeah, you spoiled it. It's Visitor Three. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's what I do, apparently. Apparently, but uh, he he always hears the older Yerks speaking of home, of their smells and temperatures of their size and spaciousness, of their traditions that stretch back for hundreds of generations, which for all we know is probably like three years. <laughs> but it's not, uh, yeah. But um, he was like, you know, I would have been just fine living in my Yerk pool, just chilling with my bro. Well, maybe not chilling with my bro. Evidently, they don't super like each other, as Finestri says earlier, but... We don't really get to hear from him. Uh, but just chilling with my homies in my pool. <laughs> uh, but we we had a, a... The day came when I was to do my training. And he's like... We get, they're given 15 minutes to enter a host body, take it, and then release the host body and leave. That's all that they get is 15 minutes. Uh, and and he was he's afraid. Because he's like, you hear stories about what it's like... How all the all of the like weird sensations of being able to see and having another mind under control and having limbs <laughs> and he's like, but you don't really know what it's like until you do it. Um, but the ged that he is the training ged, I guess, gets its head shoved into a, a, a yerk pool and, and it's time. It's time for Esplin to do the training, and he he uh, it's ends Esplin up time. It's Esplin time, baby. He ends up, uh... No, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny. Jenny. Jenny! Please never make that noise again. (laughs) I'm begging you, I don't know how you... I just, please... He ends up... Jenny, please. Into the brain. Somehow that's better. Uh, he ends up slurping up in there. And he's like, whoa, it's so crazy. Like, it's powerful, the the power, the joy. 
uh, he's Karening, not like modern Karen, but like the other Karen. Um, and he's mm-hmm. like, whoa, it's like, it actually is like kind of painful because there's like, all this data is assaulting my brain. Uh, I don't really understand, but he's like, I'm looking at things. I'm looking at other Geds. I'm looking at the ship and I'm looking down at my pool and it's so small and dark and insignificant. He was like, I feel like a super being. And then his time is up. Like, <laughs> and then he has to go back into the pool and he he talks to his friends and his siblings and he's like all of them are like that was terrible i never want to do that again and he's like not me i'm not like that <laughs> i'm not like the other girls I'm not like other years <laughs> i'm not like other years uh i will do whatever it takes i will pay any price to have my eyes again uh and also i think this mm-hmm. this line um I think is important just for understanding Yerkes as a whole. Most of them didn't like that. They thought the experience was sickening and awful and terrifying. Like, I don't know, the way that Andalites describe Yerkes is that they're parasites who will go after everyone. And that is true, but at least there are some of them who don't enjoy the process. I think it just humanizes yeah. them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. It's It seems like, like... A good, like like you said, like a good number of them don't want to, but I'm not sure. We don't really know enough about your perspectives as of now, as to know like whether or not like the Yerks are at the whim of the Yerks who want to be parasites, like whether they just don't really care. Like we don't really know all that yet, but we do know that. It really is not a universal thing, Paras- uh, the parasitical nature. Sometimes they just want to exist as, like, slug people in their cool pool. And, uh, that's really that's interesting. Valid. But he ends up, uh, uh, um, like, like, they're in a ship that was taken by the Andalites, uh, two years ago, back in 1966, <laughs> in the summer of 66. Um, and, uh, most of them weren't interested in the ships, but, uh, not Esplin. Esplin is like, I am very interested in the computers on this ship. This is why I thought it was Finestri. Because he talks about computers. And I was like, oh, it's computers. (laughs) And it's the 60s. I don't know. (laughs) Um, but he, uh... He's like, oh, there's all this information on this computer about Andalites and about Andalite science and culture, and none of these fucking bozos are doing anything with it. And then he's like, maybe I would learn something, and maybe that will give me my own host if I learn all about these magnificent, powerful creatures. Then, because someday we're going to face the Andalites in battle. And then I would be needed. Uh, cut to Aldrea, uh, uh, galloping with her father side by side, and his dad. Her dad's like, "You have not been making your regular data entries. You're spending too much time in that with that Dakami." And and she's like, "Yeah, I guess, <laughs> true." Um, but they're learning that the Yerks have taken over several ships from several. Uh, people, they they attacked a moon colonized by the Skritna, take all the ships and weapons. They seized a Hadrabron colony ship. They 
sees the uh, a ship from the Agnostic Minstrels. Just keyboard smash. Um, We're just making up names now. Making up names. <laughs> um, but he's like, my father. Ha- this is really important. My father kept insisting that the Yerks on their homeworld would have been peaceful these years since the attack that destroyed his honor. I didn't point out that the Yerks on the homeworld had no choice. An Andalite fleet was parked in orbit above them, ready to shred anything that cam- that that tried to come or go in the system. Aldria, do you understand that you just admitted that the occupation of the Yerk homeworld was not peaceful? It was a military occupation, and it was the entire time. Like we we goop, as you were saying, <laughs> goop. Like we 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 assumed, like we predicted that. Oh yeah, it's probably what's happening over the Yerk homeworld. <laughs> is that like there's like they can't escape because there's literally military ships that are keeping like a, 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 a an embargo of an eye on them, an eye mm-hmm. on them, like an embargo of 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 immigration on this planet. And we were right because <laughs> Aldria wow. literally just says it, like. We assumed the worst, and we were right. And we were How right. Terrible is so, that? so this completely changes the context of the Yerks escaping because now it's not just a violent act of terrorism. Now, it's literally them also wanting to escape this military occupation that the Andalites have on their planet. Andalites are colonizers, hmm. you guys. <laughs> if we hadn't known this already, we know it now for sure. Military colonizers, not just like. Like, oh, we're just trying to, like, neoliberal, like, they're inferior, they're primitive. Like, no. They're, like, fully military, mm-hmm. militarized forces in this galaxy. And, and it makes it so much worse that Andalites have this holier-than-thou attitude that they're like, oh, Yerks are the colonizers. They're the ones that need to be stopped throughout the galaxy. When they do the exact same thing, like, where do you think they learned it from? Literally! Oh, like, like they did a power vacuum. Like they, they, like the Yerks. This is like all they know is like colonizing other planets because that's what they've seen the Andalites do. And uh, as far as we know, other than like the the Geds, like the Andalites have been the only other alien contact that the Yerks have had. So the Yerks see the Andalites in orbit above them, and they're like, "Wait a minute, why aren't we doing that?" The, right. the Andalites created their I own mean, problem here. But also, I mean, that's yeah, not the Andalites are just Yerks, but Oh, there's no excusing that. But I mean, the Andalites are just as bad as as Yerk in some ways. Um Yeah. Which I think is the whole point of these books, personally. Um <laughs> Seriously, I there's just There's no such thing as good guys. That book <laughs> that that, that line like threw me for a fucking loop. I was like, so they so they are. So we were right. So fuck the. So, fuck the she says it so casually. She yeah. just drops that. But I mean, of course she does. She's kind of a. I mean, like we just said, she's kind of a warmonger. True. Um, sure, true. But yeah. Um, the the um like she's been sort of teaching her, uh, uh, um Doc like some stuff like like you know maths and and geometries and and all that sort of stuff and and how and, to read. <laughs> how to how to how to read Andalite, um, and uh, her father's like, well, you must understand, the Horkwiji are are primitive. You can't teach them how to read. And then Aldria's like, well, 
Dakami fully knows like calculus and and like end dimensional geometry, and and he's I like, I don't even know that. I don't know that either. Like, I don't know calculus, but she, uh, uh, Ciro is like, but you see, with the Yerks, it was different because they were intelligent. You know, the 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 Hork Pajir are, are the exact opposite. They're they're physically impressive, but mentally. They're simple, and 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 she and he's like, I assure you, uh, the Hork Bajir are not capable of reading. God, I hate this guy. <laughs> Fucking hate Mm-mm. this dude, man. What a uh, bitch. But just oof. yeah, he, but he's he's given up trying to communicate with the Hork Bajir, and like I mean, if he's constantly talking like. Like, if he's constantly talking, like, how he talks to his daughter, to the Hork-Bajir, shit, I would be interested in hearing what you have to say either. I got a bark right, to and eat. he's saying this, like, in their scoop, with the Hork-Bajir kind of, like, around them in the trees, just saying that because he thinks they can't understand him, which is some bullshit. Yeah. Um. <sighs> but they, they start, uh, uh one day, <laughs> uh, Aldria and Dakami are kind of, like, walking around, um, there's like the 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 planet is difficult for Altria to get around because it's not like a plane, and the Andalite home planet is evidently planes. Um, and she's like, "What is that animal?" And 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 he's like, "Oh, this is a chadu bird." And she's like, "Uh, uh can I have it, please?" Uh, and he's like, "Sure." And he catches it, and and she's like, "Do you know what a secret is?" And he's like, "You haven't told me what a secret is." sure uh and and she's like well a secret is something you never tell anyone and don't tell anyone this and he's like okay and uh she acquires the chadu dna and she morphs into it doc is freaking out she's like whoa like (laughs) um because you know his friend is turning into a bird um but uh, uh, she morphs into the Chadu. She, uh, uh, it's funny, she does not like having a mouth, unlike Axe, who adores having a mouth. She's like, it's like a gaping Holy hole nuts. in my face. She's like, it's a wound in the center of my face. I hate it. She, also, she has this line a little bit earlier, and then she goes, the morphing technology is so new that there are even Andalites who doubt its safety or usefulness. It's just... A... <laughs> yeah? I just, I don't know how I feel about that. I just don't know. I mean, it's just, it just makes everything so funny. It yeah. just makes Axe's Ax's whole thing about like, oh, this is our morphing technology that only Andalites possess. It's our greatest treasure. It's like, you just invented it, homie. Yeah, you invented it's it like, like, four, like 30 years ago. Yeah, it's like... I'm not, I mean, not even. Not even. Maybe like 10 years ago. It's It's being like... Well, I oh, mean, by the time uh, Axe comes around, it's 98, oh, it was invented in probably 68 or 67, so it's been Absolutely. like 30 years. It's like if aliens landed on our planet and we were like, this is an iPhone, it's our greatest <laughs> treasure. <laughs> this is an Apple we Watch. We take great pains. This is an Apple Watch. It's the height of our technology. It's the crux of our civilization. Um, nobody, no other species can have it but us except for, like, five kids, and then five alien kids are running around with Apple Watches. 
Or like AirPods. There we go. AirPods um, are the most treasured <laughs> gift our race has to give to the world. That's Only true. the richest may possess of the AirPods. There we go. Like, that's that kind of a thing. It just makes everything so funny. Yeah. <sighs> um, but she has morphed into a, a Chadu bird, and he's like, I will show you my world. And they, they do. They have an Aladdin moment. They have an Aladdin moment. Uh, Dakami is like swinging like it's a fucking Sonic video game. Like he's like, wait, like it's Mario Party or whatever, or Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> he's like swinging all over the things. She's crawling. Um, and, uh, they're, they're, they're swinging and falling. And, and, and there's a really important line that's like, uh, uh, always Dak led the way, tree to tree, along a path he knew just as well as I knew my own meadow back in the homeworld. Yeah, because he knows different things than you, dumbass. Every time she's like, I was always so surprised by how intelligent he is, by how much he's learning. Like, It's just normal okay. stuff. Like, it's, she's so impressed yeah. by the most normal of things. Like, oh yeah, I know about the food that I eat. Oh yeah, I know how to traverse my homeworld. And she's like, What? I know it really like it, it. It oh my god! It it really shows like a window into how little they think of Hork Bajir because I mean, even animals in the wild know that that's like basic instinct stuff. You know, like knowing where you live, <laughs> knowing what foods you can eat. Like that's ingrained in DNA. Like that's not super complicated stuff like i mean most animals in the wild have something that they that they know like they can eat this but not this i it's just like come on i don't like get it together get it together (laughs) it's just Um, it shows you how little they think of the hork bajir which is really sad (laughs) yeah um but also funny (laughs) Um, also a little funny. Uh, but they 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 point to this huge tree that's like this is the tribe tree and and they get onto the tribe tree and it's like this is where the the elders of my people meet to discuss important things like stuff. <laughs> um, you know stuff. Uh, and and they see there's like there there's Horkbajir sim uh, sitting and telling stories like almost like classrooms like i realized she there's several times she comes to the brink of maybe realizing that people have different kinds of knowledge in the world and that that doesn't make them right. inferior like many and times also you know how earlier Sarah was like oh they don't build anything there's clear evidence because she says the more i lift the more platforms i saw and the more elaborate they were up and up far over our heads the platforms twined over the tribe tree like and then they show that the horpagier building some stuff so they they have civilization they have architecture it's just ingrained in the natural landscape yeah and andalites suck so. yeah which is funny because andalites build scoops which are literally homes dug into the natural space with a tarp over it right which is so if anyone should be able to realize the like intellectual capabilities and worth of hork Bajir, it should be Andalites because they are similar in a lot of ways. Andalites are just prejudiced and stupid. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> but I she still can't do the tongue pop. <laughs> she uh, demorphs, and they're on like the the edge of the of the the deep. And she's like, "What is in the deep?" And he's like, "Terror." They say the terror terror is in the deep. <laughs> Goop. Um, <laughs> it is quite a terror in the deep. What is the terror? Uh, meeting God. <laughs> we'll get to that later, though. You're so uh, right. <laughs> you're so right, though. So we cut back to Esplin nine four six six, who has been studying. He has been studying the Andalites, and he is kind of the reigning expert on Andalites, which I find it funny that canonically, uh, uh, Esplin, who hates Andalites so much, is like a fanboy of Andalites. <laughs> That's just funny. It's still, it's still like taking me a minute to realize that Visor Three's real name is Esplin. It's just a little bit too normal of a name. Like it's just kind of like. It's just a little bit too nerdy for me to wrap my head around, but that's his real name. That's why I, I thought he was his brother. And I was like, that would have been interesting. But I have some That would have been interesting. That. that would really change the plot, though. Yeah, well, um, I, I have thoughts about this inclusion of this in general. Um, but that'll be for the final episode. Um, thoughts for later. Thoughts for later. <laughs> but he's like, no one else gives a fuck about the f- how much how much cool shit I know. I was fascinated though. <laughs> no one else gives a fuck. No He's one the gives dinosaur a fuck about what I see. He's literally a horse kid. <laughs> He's like, I know <laughs> so much about horses, and no one else and knows all like, about That's horses. Nice. And everyone's like, "Okay, sweetie." He's like, "Did you know about Appaloosa?" <laughs> it is really funny though because they stole all this techno- technology from the Andalites, and nobody seems to care. Seriously, like everyone's like. I- Nice. I love the idea of Esplin just going like, "So, do you know what a mare is?" I don't think you know what a mare is. Like he's like a, literally a horse girl. Like that's so funny to me. Um, but he's like, I I've only seen. I also I love Wait. I love the image of a slug using a computer. I do, I love that. Also, the Andalites have a horse body, so he really is a horse girl. I know! He's literally a horse girl. That's why it's funny to me. Um, but this this slug is, like, using a computer, and he's, like, he's only been, he's only seen, like, things for, like, a second. Like, 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 t- like two minutes tops. Um, and, but he's trying to imagine what it's like to be a four-eyed Andalite, to, like, run and and to live directly under the sun and the stars uh, with only, like, a transparent atmosphere to protect you? How can a yerk used to the warm intimacy of the yerk will truly understand what it is like to have four legs, to run, to see, to feel, to manipulate objects at will with delicate, precise hands, to have a deadly tail? It's not possible. Uh, but he, he keeps using the computer to simulate the the uh, the to like simulate sight and to watch every single stored image, uh, and he he learns that the the Andalites uh, have been the dominant species in this arm of the galaxy, but they're not invisible. But as, despite how much he knows, despite how much of a horse girl he is, he has not been called to assume a host. Um, but then he does get called. <laughs> but it's not a host that. He, anyone else has ever heard of? They had just inv- uh, invaded this new planet, 
uh, and, and taken some creatures. I thought they were humans for a hot second. I don't know why. Fair enough. But I did. I did think it was humans. Um, but he, he like, slithers into, into the body, into the brain. I feel like it's imperative for all of these listeners to know that Jenny makes sound effects in real life as well. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> when we were living together, whenever she would do something, she'd make a sound effect to go with it. And especially when she was eating, and I got so overstimulated. My, at my eating I sounds. Her to I, stop. Ha- I had to stop <laughs> doing them. No, no, no. I felt bad. <laughs> I had to stop doing them because it literally like upset Bryn so much, like so viscerally. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't it was like putting me on edge for no reason. Like I can't stand stand ASMR of like people chewing. Like it just really mm. triggers something in me. It really overstimulates me. So I had to ask Jenny to stop, which which is sad because for comedy purposes they were good. It was very funny. Um, and they were really funny, but also I was like <laughs> having a reaction to it. Yeah, so. like, like allergic reaction, like you break out in hives. Like, I'm allergic <laughs> to the sound. Um but uh uh he he slithers uh into this creature and he's like whoa these are some really precise eyes like way more precise than the geds and he's like looking and he's like this is a dangerous body uh uh and and he can hear like the other creature like trying to resist and he's like get out and he's like you belong you belong to me you belong to me (laughs) i was just thinking the same thing (laughs) (laughs) um but he's like, what do you think? Like, he hears a voice that's like, what do you think? Transylvanian. Transylvanian Why are they Russian? Because the Transylvanian Geds. Do you remember? I don't think you do. From, from the I might Andalite, have lost it from my mind. Yeah, the Andalite Chronicles, we made the headcanon that the Geds are Transylvanian. But also, that doesn't super fit with my with my French vanilla fantasy of the, of the, all of the of the Yerks being Scottish. But I don't give a fuck, because it's really funny to have vampire Geds. I think it should just be Visor 3, because I think he just decided to talk like that one day. So I think this accent's cool, I don't give a fuck. I think he was like, I'm not like other Yerks, and just decided to do that one day. <laughs> I'm not like other Yerks. I'm Scottish. <laughs> That's what I think. All the other ones can be Transylvanian or American. Yeah. But, uh... uh because America like, learned our nasty ways ooh, from the Brits, so... Go. But he, hear, he hears, like, a, what do you think? <laughs> and he sees uh, <laughs> uh, two Geds. One of them is Jonath429, who's a very old and very wise Yerk. And the other one is Akdor1154, who started the uprising against the Andalites. It's not important to remember these names. They don't last long either. Um, and he's like, so what do you think of these bodies? You study all the Andalites because you're a fucking nerd. Like, do you like think these bodies will be good to fight them? And he's like, yeah, I think these bodies are going to be pretty good. <laughs> Um, these creatures will be our weapons. And, and he's like, then we will use, uh, this, this planet will be where we make our stand, where we will build the foundations of the true Yerk Empire. And he's like, I was there. Do you understand what this moment was? What it meant? I was there when Akdor announced the birth of the Yerk Empire. So this is evidently very important to Mr. Visser Three. Um, 
mm-hmm. he's like, what are these creatures called, uh, 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 Esplin? He's like, they're called orc bajir. So it's not a human. It's a orc bajir. <laughs> Tragic. 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 <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, cut back to the orc bajir planet. Uh, and Aldrea is hearing this sound, and she's like, what is that sound? And he's like, it's the speaking trees. Um, uh, they, they sort of, um, you know, it's, it's like the language of the trees. Um, it's, it's what we use as our primitive communicators. It's so sad that he has learned, essentially, sort of been taught that his ways are primitive. It's just kind of sad. Like, I don't think he... I think he understood that he was different from, like, his peers, but the fact that he's been literally taught, like, no, you're primitive, I don't know, that makes me just kind of sad. But they get taught, right. they get taught a lot of things by the Andalites in these books. By uh, Aldrea teaches them a lot of things. She teaches hmm. them war crimes. Oop. Um. <laughs> For real. Um, anyway, so they anyway. communicate through music, which is cool as Hell. Yeah, they like um, hit like stretched vines, and the vines like reverberate the like all like a huge distances across the planet, and they can communicate to all of the tribes all over the planet. Yeah, they're the vibes, the vibes, the vibes <laughs> stretch, the vibes. <laughs> the vibes stretch across the entire valley, valleys that can be seen from space, and yeah. basically they play it like a violin. So they have this network across the planet, kind of almost like the internet or like phone service where you can be connected with anybody across the planet to get answers, which is cool as hell. Cool and shit. highly advanced. Cool Seriously. Shit, bruh. Um, also, all while being connected with, with nature, like they didn't need to invent anything artificial. They used what they had, which is incredible. I yeah. Just, mm. Chef's kiss. Uh, but uh, <laughs> they they hear like like when she's like, "What is the what are the vibes tonight, King?" And she and he's like, "The vibes are bad. <laughs> this is sad vibes tonight." Uh, the three of the southern people, uh, southern tribe, uh, Hork Bajir have been taken into Father Deep because uh, some things are happening in Father Deep. Uh, some new monsters. There's like uh, two legs with long arms. They're kind of small. And Aldria's like. Uh, can I ask a question, please? <laughs> and, and 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 she's like, ask them about like the the monsters. Do they move in a clumsy way? Like, do they move in an unbalanced way? And and Dakami's like, she seems very upset by these by whatever creatures the Father Deep has created. And he like hits the speaking tree. Uh, he, he like he shouts towards the speaking tree, which uh. Uh, makes a bunch of uh, of sounds to to ask the other tribe, and he's like, "What do you fear, Aldre?" And she's like, "I don't know." And he's like, "You do not know your fear is real if your fear is realized, but you know what your fear is." And and, and she's like, "You know, you're so smart, Dak. Like like you could like you're incredible. Like you could enroll in any Andalite academy." And he's like, "You have taught me what a lie is." You, you like, I, I have learned I have from learned you. To recognize when someone is trying to avoid answering a question. And she's like, You're "Yeah, like, I deserve right. that." <laughs> uh, and and they hear like from back from the speaking tree saying like, "Yeah, the the creatures have legs of an uneven size, like an unequal size." And she's like, "Yep, we don't know why they evolved that way." 
So he, so here's the thing, Dak. Uh, you know how you said that like you were made the seer because of like us, like you were meant to meet us. Turns out, no, you were made a seer because yeah, da, 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 the Yerks are here. Sorry, King. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And 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 Dakami is like, what are Yerks? And she's like, okay, uh, they uh, are a different species. Uh, they they're different. Uh, they're not like other species. Uh, they, <laughs> they're sort of, uh, 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 they're parasites. Uh, and you see, and she, and she suddenly freezes. And she's like, oh no, they're definitely in orbit. Oh no, they're in orbit. Oh no, they're using orbits to get wonderful deals on their hotels. Oh no, no, no. Um, and the problem is that, like, this is the time, like, around the time when her father sends out her like, uh, uh, beams his report back to the home world, and they're, if they're in orbit, they would 100% intercept the, mes- the message and know. Andalites are here. Um, so she starts running, like, really fast, uh, and she's already, like, panicking because it's 15 minutes after. She is, like, an internal clock because Andalites. It's, it's 15 minutes after she, he was supposed to send out his message, uh, and she's, like, she keeps uh, uh, thinking in her head, like, oh, they're alive, they're going to be fine. Like, she keeps having this image in her head, like, they're going to be fine, my brother and my mother and my father are all going to be fine. Uh, and, and that's the picture that she wants to hold on to forever. Not what happened next. But uh, Esplin is in, is in orbit up above, and, and, and he's like, I fucking love this body. The brain is way too dumb to understand what's happening. Glad to know he's also racist. Um, no one is surprised. And they, they, uh, they see, like, some Andalite fighters, um, and they, they have a bunch of ships already. Like, they are slowly building an army. And, uh, they, he hears this voice that's like, uh, 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 Esplin, <laughs> says his name, is a guy named Carger7901. Uh, he doesn't, uh, Vester 3 doesn't really like, or Esplin doesn't really like Carger that much, because he's kind of a dick. Like, he's, He's too ambitious, which is some delicious irony for what Esplin becomes later on. But okay, sweetie. Okay, sweetie. Um, But they go up towards the bridge and they meet some guys who are like, there's an an Andalite outpost on this planet. We intercepted a message. Uh, They have to be killed immediately. There's four of them. Uh, uh, We have to kill all of them. But he, uh, he's like, cool. And he kind of sh- does a short ride down to the planet's surface. Um, and they see, they're skimming across the surface. And then they see these huge valleys. And she and, and he's like, ah, the, the ship, uh, uh, my studies of Andalite methods reveal that this ship possesses a visual augmentation device. And, and the guy piloting it is like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, and he's like, Oh, uh, there's only three and actually, uh, pilot. There's only three andalites there. You, you, you. Sh- we should we should wait until the fourth one comes back. And they were like, uh, the Carter is like the fourth one's definitely inside the scoop. Like, no need to worry about it. And he's like, no, I know about andalites. They only shelter if they must. And um, and he's like, you are quite the andalite. You're quite the horse girl, are you, Esplin? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and Esplin is, uh, afraid to talk back to Carger because this is, oh, by the way, 
this is where they sort of invent the viscer and subviscer and and stuff. And Carter has already been like, I've been a subviscer. Like I am the you can't talk back to me because I said so. <laughs> like it's very like inventing rules on the playground <laughs> kind of thing. Very. Very that, very that. Um and and he's like, uh, I, I will kill more Andalites if I know their habits. And 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 he's like we're powering on the 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 fucking beam, <laughs> like powering on the death beam. <laughs> and he's like, "No, don't fucking do it." The the fourth remaining Andalite will see the end. Cargo's like, "Shoot it, kill them all," and um, they do. Uh, and Aldrea is, is down on the planet, and all of a sudden, there's no warning except for this like churning dread in her stomach, and then. A bunch of shredder beams, literally like a ton, like a mass, maybe overkill with the shredder beams, like maybe, maybe a little bit of overkill. Uh, the scoop immediately like explodes, like all of the 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 tarp is flying and the burning and the everything is turning to steam. Everything that could burn burned. Everything is on fire. There's, there's like a blast of heat on Aldrea's face. She's like, no, because her family, like she didn't even see them burn. She did. She knew it was happening, but they're already, they're already dead uh, uh, with the first shredder blast. And she's like screaming, like she just can't stop screaming. Um, and, and, and she, uh, the, the fighters keep firing until what has been the scoop was nothing but fused glass and molten slag. Um, but she's like, no, no, no. But, uh, uh, but someone like grabs her. She whips around. She almost like kills them. Turns out it's just her bro, Dakami. Um, and (laughs) the tail though, like slices through half of his wrist blade. <laughs> Goop. Uh and, and he's like, we have to get out of here. We have to go. We have to get away. And she's like, no, they're dead. My family is is dead. And, he, and he's like, we have to get away. And she's like, they're all dead. What am I supposed to do? The and my my mom and my dad and Barfin, they're all dead. And and and, and he's like, we we have to we have to go. And, and, and she's like, as a hork bajir, he didn't understand. My stock eyes could all too easily be riveted away from the glowing red wound that had been my life. Um and and he's like, Aldria, this is why I was born a seer, to save my people from these yerks who have done this evil thing, but I cannot do it alone. You must help me. And and she's like, help? Help what? And, and he's like, help me to understand. Help me to understand this evil. And, and she's like, no, I won't help you understand, but I will help you kill yerks. That I will do. I will help you kill them and kill them and kill them and kill them all. Kill them all! Kill them all! She's like screaming <laughs> at the sky. And that is where we're going to end part one. Ooh. Riveting. Riveting. Wow. It's it's quite an ending. Quite a cliffhanger. It's she had quite a, an ending. When I was reading Super this, f- she, she reminded me of Rachel when she was screaming at David, I will kill you, kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's very that. It's very, um... Uh, it's very, at least for me, it was very telling that, and I I noticed this immediately, it's very telling that Doc, Doc Hami is asking for knowledge to understand, and 
I mean, admittedly, Aldrea has been horribly hurt just now. Like, like irrevocably, her life has been ruined. But her her immediate instinctual response is, "No, I will not help you understand. I will not help you learn. I will help you kill." And uh, that is what she does, That's which we will discuss mm-hmm. in the next two parts. Um, Exciting. Yeah, we can't really can't really do any discussions or anything for now. But uh, I will say. It gets pretty crazy. <laughs> That's another uh, statement. It gets pretty it's, whack. It's, some things do happen. Things happen. But, uh, we'll you will have that. to get those notes in our next debriefing. Uh, this is Captain Jenny signing off. This is General Bryn signing off. Left, right, left, right, left, left, right. <laughs> Left, right. I'd be a shitty soldier. <laughs>